1: everybody and welcome to 2021 BNI the Australian Story podcast. My name is Veronica we're very happy to be back with you this year and of course I'm with our Executive Director Mr Brent Edwards. Hi Brent.
0: Hi V. have missed our podcast and our little chats uh, on a weekly basis about BNI so it'll be good to get back into it this year and uh, come back to everyone for an episode hopefully every week for the rest of the year
1: do you know something, there's been a lot of talk about CEUs and amongst a lot of members, um, I know, throughout our region because they're so important to our development in BNI. And it, I just wanted to ask you the question. We started doing the podcast because we wanted an alternative to the American podcast and also to talk about something more local. But what do you think is really the benefit of this podcast now that we've been doing it for 42
0: episodes? I think it's a bit of a different perspective. Um, we talk about sharing stories within BNI being so powerful. And this goes to the way where we're not just educating members, we're sharing stories. And while sharing stories, um, people can relate to those sorts of things. People can uh, to take those stories and, and move on and use them and adapt their own situations to them, et cetera, and, and uh, change their experience and make decisions based on the stories they've heard as well. So stories are a really important part of what we do within BNI And uh, what we're doing here is sharing those stories, especially from our our Australian members, which is, you know, B&I in Australia has been going for, you know, 24, 25 years now. Um, It's something that uh, hasn't really been shared in the the total medium of B&I, and it's great we can share it, and... As you would have uh, heard, probably our listeners wouldn't have heard, but we're big in Bulgaria at the moment. So uh, big shout-out to our uh, Bulgarian fans out there. Great to have you on board. So um, apparently we're in the top top 10 business podcasts in Bulgaria. So um, that tells us one thing, we're we're doing a good thing, or, uh, or they're very starved for business podcasts over there.
1: I just think we should start a tour. Bulgaria is going to be the place that we start. We could get out of the airplane and be uh, be met by, you know, at least a ten amazing the fans. Australian Story <laughs> podcast
0: uh, road tour, um, going around to see the fans in Bulgaria. We'll be all over that.
1: Well, the other thing is too that, um, especially of late, a lot of the listeners would have heard or would have seen a lot of marketing coming out of BNI, because we obviously have our own marketing team now in Australia that's um, putting some fantastic. Content out on social media, which is really helpful not only to chapters to, you know, attract some more amazing business owners, but it's actually showing how BNI is
0: really evolving. Well, that's really come from um, the new branding and under the guise of Terry Atkins at Global. Uh, Terry Atkins is our uh, is our global marketing manager, and he he or what they call it in the US, VP of marketing, I suppose, and he is very talented, and he has a background in uh, in uh, large chains and um, large brands like Kellogg's in the US, et cetera. So um, he's brought his experience. And, and once we've had the branding change, now they're working on uh, the social media activation, the images, et cetera. Whereas once upon a time, we were left to our own devices to to actually make all these up and design all these things. Well, now they're just at our fingertips at, at b Brand Share, or bnibranding.com so uh, people can have a look there and uh, and get all the brands. It's already done. It's all on brand. It's all right. It has the right colours and everything, which, um, you know, years ago got out of control because everyone was just left their own devices. But now uh, if you make it easy for someone, they don't have to do that and we stay on brand and we stay consistent, which is uh, in branding and marketing, so important is at the point where we actually stay consistent to our brand because, like I can tell you, 10, 15 years ago, B&I branding got out of control. It was all over the place.
1: Yeah, and I think that's a great message and also a great segue to our very special first podcast in 2021 guest.
0: Yes, we have. Um, We're we're not going far away from where we are because we're based in Melbourne, but we're in the... uh, we're in the Melbourne southeast, but uh, we're going to Melbourne East and Melissa Norfolk. And Melissa' is, company is BitLab Digital, and uh, she's in that space by the sounds of it, but we'll find out a bit more. And she's in BNI Eltham, which is in Melbourne East under David Harris now. he used to be under uh, Graham West as well uh, uh, and uh, Graham West and I, um, Came up through the ranks within BNI Melbourne uh, way back when, but uh, Graham has retired. So, um, think, hello Graham, if you're actually uh, tuning into us still. But um, Melissa, welcome to the podcast. Great to have you here. And um, yeah, we're not going to talk about the L word because we're currently in that, but we'll move on f- from that because hopefully they'll be finished soon. But um, as we ask all our guests, how did you find out about BNI? And uh, when and where? Give us some details.
2: Yeah, well, I've, I'm a long time member, I think 19 years this August. And
0: uh, wow. 19.
2: I was trying to think about it. I can't actually remember how I first heard about it. I think I, it was around the time I was starting out in my business and I was seeking out networking opportunities. And I think I found it online on a, a, being advertised on a website about a new chapter starting up and it uh, came along. So I am actually a founding member at the Alpham chapter.
0: Okay, so uh, in, uh, where does the Eltham chapter meet usually when they're meeting face-to-face?
1: At the Eltham Hotel.
0: Eltham Hotel. Okay, nice. Yeah, yeah, been there before. V, have you been there before?
1: Uh, i just hearing the word hotel. I'm there now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so um, who you actually um, you found out um, through about B&I through the grapevine, obviously. You, you weren't invited a long way. What made you sort of want to come along and have a look at a meeting?
2: Yeah, well, I was doing, I was fairly new in my business. I'm celebrating 23 years in business this month. Wow. Um, But I was doing lots of travelling to my clients over the other side of town and I didn't have many clients close to where I lived and worked, so I was seeking networking opportunities in my local area. And I I saw an, an ad online about a new chapter starting, so I came along.
0: Another one who's been in the business for 20, uh, 20-odd years, Veronica. Obviously, like me, started at 15. <laughs> uh, like what we like know. to tell people. It's a bit, it's
1: Without a bit joking, of- though, I, I'm actually looking at Melissa going, you actually do look quite young to be saying you've been in b for 19 years. So I'm guessing, and we just should probably get you to tell us a little bit about what you actually do and... Um, it's, it's interesting because, you know, in, in your space, why you thought face-to-face marketing was going to be a benefit for you. Can you just tell us what you do, what you were doing 19 years ago or 23 years ago um, when you came into BI and thought face-to-face marketing might be a good string to your marketing bow? Yeah, well,
2: I still use the same line today when I'm speaking to a new customer. These days when people are seeking out a, business, a service or a product, they either ask somebody they know, or they go to Google. Absolutely. So it's either word of mouth or it's online. So all of my marketing has been around building the word of mouth side and then building the online side, and that's why I sought out and joined BNI, and it's absolutely worked for me or I wouldn't have hung around so long, obviously.
0: Absolutely. You would have had to adapt to a lot of things over that time being in the marketing space, um, especially, uh, you know, uh, I know 20 years ago there was no social media.
2: Yeah, so we, I did computer science at university. And when I came out, I wasn't interested in being a, uh, in hardware and computer programming. I did, I was a bit more creative. I did understand marketing. And so I started, I started building websites. In fact, I had an internship in my first job where they, they, I was at Alcoa and they said, can you go and find out for me what, one of these website things are and do we need one and that was that was my first job and then it just slowly after that I went to Melbourne University and they asked me about putting all their subjects online Um, I was in the engineering department and um yeah it just became more and more a part of of all of our lives obviously and and where I specialized yeah
0: Wow, so you're really at the ground floor there. So, um, back to your B&I experience too. Um, going from your questionnaire we sent you, you weren't always the model member of the chapter, by the sounds of it.
1: No, no. I think we just.
2: Uh, I think the whole chapter, uh, as a whole, just got a bit stale because we weren't getting a new fa- uh, many new faces along. Um, and so and we were all long-term members and so yeah we just got a bit slack we were not doing our one-to-ones every week not inviting people along and the chapter got really stale um at the same time I, I was going through having kids which didn't help and I I didn't find VNI very supportive for women in that kind of space because we only get up to a maximum of eight weeks medical leave um So the first time I had someone, a staff member take over my membership and that didn't work very well at all because they weren't local to the area and they didn't work on building the relationships and it didn't work. So for my second child I I took the eight weeks off and then came back and I was very lucky to have my mum living locally so I used to get up at five in the morning and breastfeed and drop the baby at mum's and come to
0: the meeting. (laughs) So um, when you said the chapter... Had lost their way, not doing one to ones, not gaining new members. Um, I don't like to call that a BNI chapter. I like to call that a social club. And uh, chapters can become a bit of a social club. And you know what? Social clubs don't make money. Yeah. BNI chapters make money, social clubs don't. And then what will happen is people are going, Oh, I'm paying a membership. I'm turning up each week. I'm paying meeting fees. I'm not getting returned. Oh, I can go and do this somewhere else for free. And uh and then you then you get a fair bit of attrition. But um when you came back, you actually jumped into a leadership team role and and worked on the culture of the place. So can you tell us a bit about that?
2: Yeah, well I, I was probably at the point, yeah, where life was hard, the juggle of everything, and I kind of thought, well, I'm not getting much out of my membership, so I can either Jump ship, or I can do something about it. <laughs> so I took on the role of president, and I stayed in that role for eighteen months. And it was a rocky ride initially. I think I was in the took over the first of October term, and before Christmas, we'd lost nine members, um, oh, wow. because we were holding people accountable, and people didn't like it. Um, and how many
0: were in the chapter then, Melissa, when you lost nine members?
2: Uh, I think we had about. 32, 32, from memory, and, yeah, we dropped.
0: Yeah, well, it's nearly a third.
2: <laughs> so we dropped back to about 23 and and had to work back up from there. Um, yeah, and, and I think I did do good things for the chapter while I was president, but one thing that I realised was that still there was a culture in the chapter of not really holding people accountable. So when push came to shove, I didn't have a vote on the membership committee and things were not really being followed through. So I decided from then on in, the membership committee was the place to be and to make change and have a say, and I've been on it ever since.
0: (laughs) So if it's to be, it's up to me.
2: So um, I am at the moment vice president, which is not my favourite position, (laughs) but... um, (laughs) just membership committee member would
0: be nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah the vice president is uh, probably the uh, probably the, the busiest role within a BNI chapter these days especially with things like online applications and, and, uh, and uh, you know BI connect et etc you know um, you spoke about nine people leaving and and you know to change a culture in a chapter what I found is um, and we spoke about this actually yesterday now in our, in our DNA meeting we had for our region. Um, you, you have the J curve effect where generally to change the chapter and get things happening, sometimes you need to go backwards before you go forward. Yeah. And uh, you, you'll have a dip where, um, and you, you'll have a mix of people in the chapter, and you'll say, you'll have some that will say, okay, yep, yeah, let's do this. You'll, start, you'll have some that will say, okay, I'll hang around and I'll see what happens here. And you know, some, some will say, no, nah, I'm not doing this, I'm leaving. And they're the ones that weren't really helping you anyway. Move forward, and it, and it's a bit of a clean out of that uh clean out of that dead uh, dead wood in the chapter, and yeah. then um, once you bottom out and lose those people, you can you've actually you've got a base where you can actually uh, of good people where you can start to climb and build the chapter again. So um you know and this happens all the time in chapters. People get comfortable, um, and if you're not inviting and not adding people, you're going to go backwards because typically. Chapters will lose about 25% of their membership a year. Um, we'd prefer it to be less, but people leave for their own reasons. Like it's not just people who, you know, yeah, i doesn't work for some people. They can't take the accountability, but there's other reasons as well. Um, people move, they retire, they pass away, they, um, you know, they, they move to another industry, they sell their business. There's a, there's a raft of reasons um, why people, you know, need to, you know, they feel they need to discontinue what we do. And uh, if you're not constantly bring on guests and, uh, and filling the chapter, and what some chapters have got over you know, 90% retention and they're the ones that keep on filling it. And people say, hey, there's new people coming in, there's new opportunities all the time. So it's, it's a really you know, great um, way to stimulate your membership and keep people on board because if they're coming in looking at the same faces uh, every day, and I didn't get any referrals this week from this guy or this lady and they haven't brought me any referrals this week, what am I doing here? Whereas if guests are coming in the room, they are new opportunities and they say, oh, yeah, all new members coming on, oh, great, there's a there's a new part, referral, possible referral pipeline there. So, you know, just stimulating the group, especially coming back from Christmas for our groups, um, and that comes from guests. That comes from guests coming in and, uh, you know, I like to say to people, you know, if you open a shop on Main Street and you've bought all the stock and everything, you've got your signage up, you've got your staff up, you've got your cash register, it's full of stock, do you necessarily, are you going to sell something? No, there's one thing you need. You need people coming in the front door and they're like people coming in the front door of a B&I chapter. They're like guests. Now, some may browse, uh, some may buy something, but you won't have an opportunity for them to actually buy something unless you get them in the door. And getting them in the door is guests to our chapter and our visitors to our chapter. And uh, that enhances our reputation. They go and tell their friends, et cetera, and it all flows on from there. But just bringing along people is the key there. So um, I've probably gone on a, a little bit there, but, um, you, know, <laughs> culture, you, know, you know, culture eats strategy for breakfast, as we always say. Um, and, um, you know, um, that's a really great, you know, thing to go by within B&I. So, um so you worked really heavily on your stats and your relationships, Melissa, um, when, you, uh, when you got involved and you s- sort of thought, well, you know, this is what I need to do and how that affect your business going forward?
2: Yeah, well, while I was president, I probably was putting more time into b and than I was into my business. <laughs> um, and, um, and your stats don't really look that good because you're working on b and rather than on um, referrals and things. Um, so, while I was president, I wouldn't say I was up there in the green necessarily, but um, since I joined well, the membership committee, I've, I've made it a point of bringing along new faces and getting into the green and stayed there. So, um, and it, it definitely has, um, yeah, paid forward in terms of business out as well. I've just been really, really focused on helping people, giving, doing the right thing by everybody as much as I can and basically practising what I preach. This is the way B&I works and this is the way we do it, yeah.
0: Now, hang on, hang on, hang on. Now, I've, I've, had, I've had arguments with members and they say, oh, you expect me to do all this stuff for B&I and I don't get a chance to do my, you know, my own stuff, my own work, but you're telling me if you do all that, you, you get business back.
2: yeah
0: yeah it's amazing isn't it um know, by doing those things to actually uh give back to the group and and doing the the accountability things it actually pays you back in business and a lot of people can't see that the why behind it and and the why behind you know being high in the traffic lights is actually doing the accountability things you need to do to actually bring that back and uh and actually uh, you know get that get that business back, build that credibility, give to other members so they feel obliged to actually give back to you. And if they see you as an active person in the chapter, and by and large, yeah, traffic lights are pretty easy to climb, you know, by doing the minimum. But when people see you at the top of the traffic lights, you know, they're thinking, well, that person's really working this, you know, uh, they're a leader within my group, they must be good at what they do. Well, I'm going to look out to find referrals for them. And uh, when we recognise people, you know, in that sort of way and share that in the traffic lights, um, that's the way it actually comes back. So it actually enhances your business as well.
1: I've actually got a question um, for Melissa. So, Melissa, you and I have both joined B&I. We've both joined when we've had young families. We've both had to, on occasions, choose between B&I and our families because that's what a lot of mums are in that position. Even though, um, and I'm going to assume, uh that you know over your career, and, and I know over mine, I've been able to produce really good work and I've been able to be really good in business, but it always came down to time with my family. So um, you do—it it is a balance. So my question to you is, for a woman out there who's a good business owner, but also a mum that's predominantly her job at the moment, for whatever the reason is, or maybe it's a dad who's, who's the caretaker at home too, what advice would you give them about BNI, I know that we struggle to get women in our chapter, particularly in the
2: hair and beauty space or massage space, or um, because they have kids, young kids to get to school in the morning, and that's why, partly why they've chosen the profession that they're in. Um, so yeah, but I just—I I mean, I was lucky. Some members don't have family that live close by. I'm lucky that I have both the supportive uh, partner and the supportive. Um, parents and I was I had help so I absolutely would choose to get my kids babysat for that hour and a half or help to get them to school in order to be at my BNI meeting because it was worth it to my business and my family and my kids now all know all the members of my chapter my kids are now 13 my sons even 13 and 10 and my sons even had a go at a little business and come and script at BNI and they all the BNI members thinking he's uh doing fantastic so yeah it is hard in those really hard in those early years because yeah there's lots of coughs cold sleepless nights and to be there bright and bubbly at six forty-five
1: every Friday morning is hard yeah <laughs> but it's worth it. I think that's a really good point to make Brent and, and you know what's the saying you don't want to um, put lipstick on a pig sometimes and make B&I sound like it's the best thing since sliced bread that the, the bottom line is B&I is a system that works for every business if you work the system. However, it is hard work. It's hard work and, you know, having my own business, being in your own business is hard work. So if you're going to complain about getting up at 6.30 in the morning, if you're going to complain about doing an hour and a half of marketing, if you're going to complain about meeting people to form relationships, if you're going to complain about helping other people in business, then B&I is not for you. You know, being a VP is a big job. These are the things that we do, um, but at the end of every one of those experiences, I feel like I've grown within my business. So I always feel like every time, like the end you know, the end scene in The Matrix 1 where he sits on the row and, he, and he's puffing up, it's like he's taking in all the energy of the world. That's how I feel within BNI. i learn from every single challenge. Every time I have to do something that kind of stretches me a little bit, I feel like I'm growing within my business and within myself. So, um, you know, and Brent knows it's been a week of growth for me. <laughs> a lot of growth has happened this week. But I think B&I has been a huge part of why I'm probably more um, successful in my business now than I've ever been.
0: Yeah. I like to think, um, you yeah, know, I like the saying, and I've always said B&I doesn't work. You've got to work it. Yeah. And, uh, you yeah, know, when someone joins B&I and hands in an application form, they sit there, go, bring the referrals. No, yeah. no, 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 it just doesn't work that way. Because We're not going to refer business to you because we don't know you now. You've got to actually get to know us, you've got to work the give us game philosophy, you've got to learn how to work the system by by doing the education and all that, that go, that's provided and goes along. And then it's so easy now, like you know, with everything we've got. But uh, you really have to, uh, you know, you get out of these things what you put into it, and uh, you really got to work it. And you know, it is hard, it can be hard work, but if you integrate this into your business, I think if you um if you talk to older members who have been around, not old in age, but, well, we are old in age because we've been around for a long time, but uh, but members who have been in B&I for, you know, a couple of years plus, uh, they will tell you it's not really hard work anymore. Um, they've built their foundation and they're working from their foundation. So the hardest work is building the foundation and getting that foothold and getting established and that can take, depending on the individual, it can take three months, it can take 12 months, it can take, you know, uh, 13 months, whatever. But, um, you know, sometimes it doesn't come into the second year and the first year you're sort of building the foundation and then you get to actually uh, reap the harvest of the, uh, of, the, of, the, uh, of everything you planted in that first 12 months and then that's continuous going forward. And a lot of members will actually tell you that. So um, your business in B&I you get a large percentage of your turnover, Melissa, from, uh, from B&I now. Would you like to share that with our listeners?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Well, probably, yeah, I would probably get about a third of my turnover over B&I in normal times, and I've definitely found during COVID that it's been closer to 50%. So definitely our chapter has really banded together and, and helped each other, and, and that's not... Um, Internal referrals. While there is some internal referrals, that's a lot of external referrals. So people really looking out for me and and re- recommending business my way, which I really appreciate.
0: And you've been that's fantastic, by the way. But um, you've been able to actually participate in the in the combined training sessions that BNA Australia has been putting on. You've actually made connections outside your chapters, led to business from that too.
2: Yeah, well, it probably started when I started getting involved as president in the leadership team that I was attending all the regional events and things and made some connections in other chapters in my region. But I also last year did the directors, the first directors training online, and it was fantastic. Veronica was on that. Amazing, was it? It was absolutely fantastic and made some connections um yeah, nationally and internationally through that. Um I found I attended the the session about um What's it called, the system that runs the traffic lights? Um,
0: oh, reporting to you.
2: Yeah, reporting to you. I attended a training session in um uh, running from Singapore about reporting to you, and it was fascinating about how that was all put together and who created that. So yeah, I've I've attended some really great training through um through COVID as well that's uh strengthened my relationships further.
0: Wow. Um, this has been great. V, do you have anything else before we move on to uh, Melissa's success tip? I think that's a silly question,
1: French. I've always got a hundred <laughs> things, but I know we've got to keep our podcast. Oh, I always like
0: to ask you because I, I don't know. I like
1: know, I know, but no, I just don't really want to thank Melissa for representing all the beautiful um, women out there that are juggling, you know, life, home, kids, and still trying to do really good business. And I think. Um, actually, the one question I did want to ask is what, what was it being like being a founding member in a chapter? Because I'm involved in launching chapters at the moment. And I think online 10 o'clock in the morning chapters have been so attractive to a lot of women who now feel like that they can be part of BNI and not have to make that decision at seven o'clock in the morning, whether they're getting babysitters or whatever. Um, you did it. I did it. But if we can help uh, more women and, and men too that are caring for families to be part of BNI, I'm all for that.
2: Yeah, we've got an online chapter in our region that is largely female membership, um, and I think it's for that reason that it's a lot easier online. I think they still do have that early time slot at the moment, but yeah, obviously it can be at any time. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, there's uh, there's uh, there's oh, I know from our experience, there's online groups at different parts of the day now too. So uh, yeah. you know, if you're if you're listening and you're looking for that, you know, that's been a positive that's come out of. Uh, a a real big negative from 2020 that we've um, been able to uh, open up to online networking on BNI as well as traditional uh, meeting formats. Um, Melissa, it's been great to have you on. We ask all our guests for a success tip to share uh, with our listeners. What has been something that uh, you do that you feel that has made your uh, your membership in BNI such a success. To be with us for nineteen years, so something's working. We know that. But uh, as you said before, thirty to fifty percent of your business. So, um, what would be your success tip to share with members today, please?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Well, for newer members especially, but all members, they concentrate on the giving first and the helping other members first. Absolutely, the whole givers gain thing, and then making sure you're doing one to ones properly. So especially, like I said, in the longer-term chapter where it has got a bit social and friendly, um, you know, go back to doing formal one-to-ones where you make an appointment, you talk about the other person's business, and you have some action items coming out of those one-to-ones and they should definitely turn into referrals almost straight away for you being able to find a referral for that person. Um, So that's definitely something I've been working on Um, and my other one has been just getting new faces along. And while we're online, it is actually easier, easier than ever to get members along. I've attended, I've attended meetings in Singapore and the Netherlands, and um, you know Brisbane and all over the place. So it is easy to attend because the travel is removed. So don't make excuses. Invite people along.
0: Um, just on the subject of one-to-ones, do you have a uh, particular BNI format you like to use?
2: I've um, got my my own version of the gains sheet that I've um, created. From a, it was from a member out of the BNI Eastern chapter showed it to me, um, and it just all fits on one page. So it answers the G A I N S, and then underneath it talks about my last ten customers, my Golden Goose referral, um, my power team, and who I'd like to get into the room. And it all fits on one page, um, and I find it really useful as a Conversation starter, I usually do send it ahead of the meeting and not necessarily talk to it, but if there are things on that that are a conversation starter, um, especially with new members that we might have in common or we might have a mutual client or mutual interest, it really is a conversation starter to get to know them a bit better.
0: I love that. Um, if you could possibly share it with us, we'll, uh, we'll see if we can put it on our Facebook page for our listeners so they can go down if, if you're okay with that. Yes, sure. yeah. So it's been great to have you on today, Melissa. Thank you. Uh, it's been great to uh, talk to another long-term member of B&I and, uh, and what I really loved about our conversation is is, um, you know, you weren't really the best band I remember at the start and uh, and your chapter wasn't really great, but now you've actually, you know, um, you've actually pushed through that and uh, it's a key part of your life and what you do by the sounds of it. So um, it was great to have you on our podcast today. And uh, thank you very much for joining us, V. Thank
1: you. So um, I've actually had the opportunity of asking Ivan uh, straight up what he thought women brought to be an I. And where was the tipping point where there were a lot of women starting to join? And interestingly, he said to me that he felt that uh, women were natural networkers. He's had to teach men to network, but women come into chapters and they nurture relationships and they nurture the people within the chapter. So he felt that women actually brought networking to BNI as a natural um, characteristic. So I think- Absolutely,
0: I'd agree with that. I, I so think- That's uh,
1: amazing. yeah i
0: think that's uh that's quite true from what i've seen over time yeah but you do need a good mix um uh, a good mix of people um you know uh chapters that are boys clubs uh so to speak are pretty hard to uh to get to get more female members in so they've got to consciously actually you know make sure they've got a great mix of uh of of both uh female business people and male business people in those groups to work properly but uh because your female business people really network particularly well.
1: Well, I, when I joined my chapter, I was a second woman and they'd had a lot of problems getting women into the chapter because, you know, they walk into a room full of men. They just, and it's a lot of women aren't really that confident in their businesses to get started. Mm. Um, but then over, and we also shook the tree too. So our chapter got down to, I think, 15 or 18 members at the time and then we've grown it back. So, you know, I have a, a similar understanding of what Melissa's saying to be in a situation where you really take your chapter personally. Because you know you've been there through that, so uh, you know I hope everyone's got heaps out of this podcast today. My question to you, Brent, is: uh, when I joined BNI, one to one was called a dance. What <laughs> yes, were they it thinking? Was. That's my question to you. What were they thinking to call that a dance? Yes, it was. Well, yes, it was. Well,
0: well, Melissa, uh, Melissa probably remembered that um, back in <laughs> the days when she started dance cards, uh, and it and it came from. I believe it came from. Uh, our, our US origins, whereas um, uh, the whole idea was uh, like when you went to a, a town dance, you got a dance card filled in, so you danced with a lot of different people, and uh, that's where it came from. So instead of uh, uh, doing a, uh, a dance, with, uh, literally dancing with someone, it's going through a list and making sure you're doing a one-to-one with those people to to get to know them as well, and that's where the dance card sort of came from the the concept of that so um it's a it's a dated term uh i'm i think i'm glad we've got rid of it yeah. because a lot of people we're a we a organizations in 70 countries and uh to have to explain that to everyone
1: yeah.
0: um, and it's a one-to-one not a one-on-one and that's yeah, that's, that's right. one of the things that uh, that's yeah. one of the things where we're being a, a global organization a one-on-one yeah. means different things in different cultures and it's it's not about networking, <laughs> uh, so we've, it's a one-to-one, one, Everyone, so um, I'll well, do one-on-one after I know that story. But um, a lot of our old members say, "Oh, yeah, we had a dance, and people wouldn't understand. Well, you're dancing. What sort of cult is this? You're dancing. With
1: <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> Why did you have problems getting women in with that kind of language? That's kind of weird. Yeah,
0: yeah, come in. We'll have a dance together. <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> I always have this it's visual, awesome. there's one-on-one of someone on someone else's head, like, in, you know, someone standing on top of someone else's head going, no, no, I don't, I don't think so. Let's just, um, so one, two, one. and uh, ladies. On on yep. Um, Brent, what is your tip for the
0: week? Well, um, my tip's pretty, we've just come from um, International Networking Week and uh, International Networking Week is a world of thanks. And that brought me to a tip of, of really thanking people. And what really hit home, I've, I've been lucky enough to um, travel to the US quite a bit for BNI conferences. And something you see over in the US, and, is, and I really love it, is when people meet a, an ex-serviceman in the street, they say, thank you for your service. They go out of their way, shake their hands and say, thank you for your service. And I really love that patriotism. And I really love it how they're thanking someone who's, who's serving their country. And I, I think, you know, it's something that, the rest of the world can probably take note of there, but thanking people is so important. It's so important to thank people uh, for for what they do for you, and and you know, in our busy worlds, we we overlook this a bit, and just you know, to go the way and say thank you, and you know, usually in our culture, especially in Australia, they say, oh yeah, there was nothing, no no worries, or something like that. But um, you know, to a lot of people, they really appreciate being appreciated, and uh, thanking people is. Uh, is so important here. So it's nice to be thanked. So thank you, V, for being a great podcast co-host with me.
1: And thank you, Brent, for, you know, when I came to you and said, look, I want to do an Aussie podcast, you said, I'm all with you. Let's make it happen.
0: Well, we're nearly one year in. How's that?
1: (laughs) And thank you, Steve, our, our podcast producer,
0: Thanks, You're always
1: there making sure everything runs smoothly for us but more importantly thank you to everyone who supports the podcast shares it with their chapter and uh, ensures that um, the BNI system is being used and benefiting all the people that are part of BNI. thanks very much for joining us for podcast number one of 2021 and we'll see you same time next week.